Good morning, glad you guys are here today. Welcome to our very last week of our series, Take Back Your Life. I love, 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 love this series. There are some series I like more than others. This one I have been a big fan of, and you're like, well, that says a lot about you. Like, sometimes I don't even like my own messages, you know what I'm saying? But this one I really feel like just has resonated with me as a, as a, um, as a follower, and it really, has, it really has changed me. I don't want to preach messages. I don't want to do, I don't want to give messages and and, and give talks in this house that doesn't affect me, that doesn't change me. I want to be changed every time I open up God's word. I want it to change me and I want it to renew me and all the other R words that we've talked about this month. I want it to do that inside of me. Hey, I want to make sure that you do whatever you have to do to get back next week. And I wish I could tell you this because it's going to be an awesome sermon series. It's not that. Uh, we're, we're bringing in a dunk tank next week between services, all right? And so I'm super excited about that. And uh, I, I'm like, oh, cool, I can't wait to dunk Pastor West. I'm not getting in the dunk tank. Um, <clears throat> I'm too holy for that. And I'm um, just always getting my heart right. And just, I fast actually between services. And just just getting ready for God to use me at 9 a.m. And from using me at 1030. Uh, but uh, Maggie and uh, Ryan will be getting in that dunk tank. And I'm so thankful for that. And um, and so that's next week, and we have, we're going to have, come on somebody, just hold it for a moment. We're going to have Krispy Kreme donuts, fresh Krispy Kreme donuts. Come on. If we can get that excited about the messages, this church would be on fire. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to have Krispy Kreme donuts, and we're bringing in a, a barista um, for craft coffees next week. We're super, super excited about that. And I love, love, love that we get to do things like that um, in our church. So that's next, uh, that's next week. We hope that you'll come back. And uh, group signups, or today after the service, we'll talk more about that in just a few moments. So many things are going on. If you're in 6th through 12th grade, make sure you come back tonight. Um, Ryan's just doing an incredible job. I'm so, so, so thankful for all that God has done the last three weeks. I'm so, so thankful for that. And, and uh, he did a work in me. The, uh, he wasn't done working on me um, in the 21 days. I'm so thankful for that. He's, he won't be done working on me until we get to heaven. He won't be done working on you until you get to heaven. So if you're like, man, I am tired of God working on me. Don't get tired of God working on you because he's going to be work, 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 working on you until you get to heaven. And then he'll be done. You'll, you'll be perfect there. New body, new mind, new soul. Like everything will be perfect. Everything will be 100 when you get to heaven. But until then, he's going to be working on you. And I'm still thinking, well, today he woke me up at 5 a.m. and he just started working on me again. I wish he would have worked on me so early. <laughs> like let me wake up first, God, and then I'll... When I wake up, then work on me. Don't work up. Don't work on me when I'm sleeping. You know, and um, I, I woke up this morning. God began to do a work on me, and so I want to encourage you today. Allow God to keep on working on you. Allow God to keep on working. You. I always tell people all the time, like if, if God changed your life in one Sunday and shifted things on one Sunday, He'll can continue to do that every single Sunday. So keep on coming back. And if He changed your life in, in your soap journal and you're reading through the Scripture this month, then I want to encourage you to keep on feeding yourself because He'll continue to work. He'll continue to work. He'll continue to change who you are and change your life. The Bible says in John chapter 10, we've memorized the scripture hopefully this month. The Bible says that the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God says my purpose is come to give you a rich and satisfying life. Or I'm coming to help you take back your life. So I hope in this series, and I pray in this season, I beg God for the last 21 days that he would change us. He would allow some of us to take back 
the things that the enemy has stole from, from us. It's time to take back what the devil has stole from you guys. Some of you guys thought that the enemy, what he stole from you was permanent. It was temporary. It's time for you to go back and get that thing. If it was a family thing that you, that you feel like God had attention or that the enemy took from you, go back and get that family thing. If it was a peace that you used to have, if it was mercy, if it was grace, whatever it was that you used to have, I want to encourage you today, God wants to help you go back and take back that thing that the devil has stole from you. So week one, we looked at our plant. We looked at releasing. We cut some branches off uh, the week one, and we, we realized that God's called us to release some things. And so one of my friends sent me a message. She goes, I'm so glad I found this church. And what I'm so, so, so thankful for is that in this season, God's told me to take a break from social media for 21 days. And, and this person said, it's made my life better. It's made my life better. I, 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 one of the downfalls of the social media during the fast is I feel like every single ad in my Facebook feed was places that serve big meated sandwiches. <clears throat> and I'm like, get behind me, Satan, you know. And uh, I would get text messages from people in the season. I didn't know I was on the fast. Like, you got to try this restaurant out with me. I'm like, and then I would be like, oh, he doesn't know I'm in the fast. But then I would get people posting things, rants, raves, and reviews. And I would be like, dude, why are you posting that? You know, like. And uh, they, I would get, like, apology texts. Hey, bro, I'm really sorry that I posted. I saw that you liked this thing that I posted. And I'm like, yeah, don't, don't rave anything while I'm on this fast. Like, come on, like, help our brother out. But it's like everything in my social media feed was like food, 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 food. And uh, there was distractions, distractions, distractions. There were so many things in my social media feed that, that begin to, that, that can pull you down. And so she was saying, I mean, I'm glad that God take this from me. Last, last night we heard testimonies of people saying, God, God allowed me to release this thing. And so we released some branches. And, and if you're going to grow, if you're going to take back, like, you're going to have to cut some things off. Or you're going to have to cut some people off. So we looked at releasing. The second thing we looked at is remaining. We looked at remaining. Um, and we got to remain. The Bible, we've learned that we've got to remain in God's word. This plant cannot remain in this bucket forever. It's going to eventually have to go out. But once it gets healthy enough, it can be taken out of this, out of this, out of this bucket. And it needs fertilizer. It needs water. But we've got to remain in God's word. We gotta remain in God's word. We have to hide his words in our heart so that we may not sin against him. We have to hide his words in our heart so that we can be renewed. The Bible says you gotta be renewed by your mind. The way that we renew our mind is putting better content in. Come on, somebody. Like, no more bad content. Let's put some healthy, let's put some, some good content in. And a lot of times we're like, let's replace the bad thoughts with the good thoughts. That's self helpism. We gotta replace the bad thoughts with God thoughts. We gotta replace the bad thoughts. That's why God gave us this book so that we could put. These thoughts. And I was talking to a Bible teacher just this morning who, who comes to our church. He said, I've been teaching my this I've been teaching this group of people. I'm on my third series in a row on anxiety and fear. If you want the anxiety and the fear to go, you're gonna have to release some things, but you're also gonna have to remain. You got to put some God thoughts in your mind. You have to memorize some scripture. You need to tell the enemy to get behind me, Satan. You need to tell the enemy, I know that you've come to kill, still and destroy, but God's come to give me. An abundant life. You got to tell this enemy that I'm more than a conqueror because I'm in Christ. You got to tell the, the, the enemy, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You have to tell them that Colossians says that all things were made for God, by God, and to God. You got to quote scripture to the devil sometimes. You want to know why you should do that? Because that's what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness after being, after being in the wilderness for 40 days, fasting and praying. 40 days later, the enemy comes rolling in. He didn't come when the, you notice that the enemy didn't come when that Jesus had a full stomach. He came after his stomach was completely out of all reserves. He came at the, after 40 days, the Bible says, then he came. So I want to encourage us, we got to remain. Last week we talked about we're called to reproduce. God's giving you the, when you got saved, God's giving you the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. And he's giving you all those things. 
so that we can go out and share those things with the world. The thing that's going to change the world the most is you and I living out the fruits of the Spirit. You know, I, there's a lot of things that the, that the enemy has taken, and there's a lot of things in the world that, that are divisive right now. There's a lot of things right now that politicians have taken and say, okay, this is ours, this is ours, this is ours. And, and I was telling a friend of mine yesterday that what's going to change the world is if we start investing now in the next generation. If we help young girls become secure in who God's called them to be, when they get older, they won't depart from that. They won't find themselves in positions to do what they'll be, they won't find themselves in position to be, to making a choice to do wrong or to do right. We want to help them find themselves secure and remained in who God's called them to be. We want to help our young men realize that they're, that we want to help our young, our boys in our church grow up to be godly men, not just strong men or men that provide, but we want to help them become godly men so that they can provide and protect and so they can raise families up that are going to be godly. One of the things I know that we can do, one of the groups that we're going to do is we're doing a marriage group. And I hate to say this, but I, I, got, I got a call yesterday, and the first thing out of my pastor's friend's mouth is he said this. He said, is every marriage in your church falling apart like the, like the ones in my, in my church? Some of you guys that were thinking about ma getting married, I just changed your mind, didn't I? Come on. Like, it ain't easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Or they wouldn't wait till the average age now was 28 or 30. Back in the day, when the McClintocks got married, they got married like at 12 or 13. You know, like it was just, it was okay. Steve and Debbie, they were 14 and 15. Okay, too far. They were probably close though. 18 and 19, right? 19, 18, 19. It's getting later and later because people are like, God, I'm not sure I want to do this. And those of you guys that are married and divorced, you're like, Yo, I wish I would have waited later in life. I wish I would have been wiser. I wish I would have made better choices. We want to help. We want to help. Re, we want to help get our minds right, and we want to help release the things that need to be released so we can be right with God. We want to remain in God's word, and we want to repro reproduce the right kind of fruit. And if you're looking for somebody to do life with, look for somebody who's putting out the fruits of the spirit. That's a freebie. Well, I mean, he, he on his profile I did say he was a Christian. I know a lot of Christians who ain't Christian. <laughs> I, the Bible says that, that even the demons know who God is. I know a lot of you like, like sometimes like I, I'm, I'm a, like if your business has a Christian fish on it, it's okay. But I don't, I don't, I don't do business with anybody who has a Christian fish on their business. Like just show me, like just show me by by the fruits you shall know them. That's like yo me either, bro. <laughs> like you're a Christian, no, we're good. Give me somebody lost, <laughs> I'll take them. We gotta, we gotta find ourselves looking for things and putting out the fruits of the Spirit. And then today I feel like God's put this word in my heart about a, about a restoration. I just believe that the thing that we need most in our, in our, in our world today, the thing that we need in our souls right now is, is for God to do a, a restoration, to do a restoration work in us. We find ourselves today in this passage of Scripture in Exodus chapter 23, and I wish I had more time, and I wish I could walk through it with you um, in greater detail um, but if you look at this Exodus chapter 23, if you use a New Living Translation or any modern translation, there's going to be a title on the top of that. And on top of Exodus chapter 23, this title says a call, for, a call for justice. And I like to call this message today a call for restoration. A call for restoration. I believe that when our, we get calls today, I know some of you guys that are young, you're like, I don't, I don't ever get calls. And um, I, I, well, maybe like a, a text for restoration. I'm, I'm looking for a text I think there's a lot of calling going on, not a lot of answering, but I believe today God is calling us to a, for, for restoration. Here's what he says to these, these, this group of people uh, thousands of years ago. We find ourselves in the exact same tension today. I, I love this about the Bible. I was telling a friend of mine today when she walked in, I said, I am so proud of you. She's like, why? Everybody asks me. I'm like, I'm proud of you for coming to church every week by yourself. 
I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for hopping up every single morning. Get on the Facebook Lives at 6 30 morning. I'm proud of you for buying yourself your own study Bible so that you can memorize God's word, so you can get these, this word in your soul. Like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you that because God's word can do restoration in our lives. And I believe that God wants to do a restoration work in you and I today. He says this in Exodus, Exodus chapter 23, verse 1. The same word that was written thousands of years ago, I believe, is a word for you and I today. The Bible says, you must not pass along false rumors. That'll work. You must not, co you must not cooperate with evil people <clears throat> by lying on the witness stand. You're like, yo, I ain't in, I ain't in court. You want to watch what you say. You want to say the right things. You want to do the right things. He's telling us that. He goes, verse 2, he goes, you must not follow the crowd in doing wrong. That's a word for us today. When you are called to testify in a dispute, do not be swayed by the crowd to twist justice and do not slant your testimony in favor of a person just because that person is poor. I mean, he's like, like, there's a lot of injustices that are going on. You can read between the lines that he said, hey, let's keep on doing right. If you, the Bible says that once you're, once you're saved, then God puts a cloak of righteousness on you. If you have the cloak of righteousness on you, then you should live right. He's telling us, we should live right. We should do right. We should sound right. We should say what is right. If you come upon your enemy's ox or donkey that has strayed away, take it back to its owner. Modern day translation, if you're at Publix and you see a cart out there not in where it's supposed to be at, you take that cart for your enemy and you put it in where it's supposed to be at. That's for someone in here today that gets mad at the people who leave that card out. He says, hey, take it back. If you see something that belongs to someone, then do the right thing. Take it back to him. Verse 5, if you see the donkey of someone who hates you has collapsed under its load, do not walk by it instead. Instead, stop and help it. This sounds a lot like loving all people at all times and all places, doesn't it? Just nod your head. I know we, I know we don't say amen in our church. Just nod your head. Thank you, Whitney. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Verse 7 says, um, verse, verse 6 says, if you're in a lawsuit, you must not deny justice to the poor. Be sure to never charge anyone falsely with evil. Never sentence an innocent or blameless person to death, for I never declare a guilty person to be innocent. Verse 8, take no bribes, for a bribe makes you ignore something that you clearly see. A bribe makes even a righteous person twist the truth. Verse 9, you must not oppress foreigners. You know what it's like to be a foreigner, for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. I want to declare over you today, just so this is for someone in here today, you are a foreigner in this land. Your last home is when you get to heaven, so you're just a passerby. -er. In the New Testament, they use the word exile. We're just, we're just passing by while we're here on this earth. The body that you have today, it's a temporary body. You're not going to have that body forever. Amen. Like, we're just passing by. But while we're here, we should treat people right. We should love people. The Bible actually tells us we should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And you ought to love your neighbor the way that you love yourself. Some of you guys have a hard time loving your neighbor because you don't love yourself right. And I ain't talking about self-care. Like I'm for pedicures, but you got to get your life right. You got to treat your mind right, treat your body right. So here's what he says in, in, in verse 10. I love this. this is, we're going to get um, our, this word restoration today. The Bible says, plant and harvest your crops for six years. Verse 11, but let the land be renewed or let the land be restored and lie uncultivated during the seventh year. We're going to talk about restoration today. And this verse tells us that you're actually supposed to get a break in there. There's, you're actually supposed to get a break in there. Then let the poor among you harvest whatever grows on its own. Leave the, rest of, leave the rest for wild animals to eat, 
the same applies to your vineyards and your olive groves. Like, hey, plant your, like, work this ground, work this ground six years, and then on the seventh year, let it rest. Let it rest. Let restoration happen. Some of you guys have been going so fast and so hard during this quarantine, or you've been going so hard and so fast in your life, or, and you're not taking time to have a restoration. God wants to restore you, I believe, today. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day, you must stop working. This gives your body, this gives your temple, or it gives your ox, or your donkey, it gives your family, it gives your mind, it gives it, a, it gives it a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and the foreigners living among you to be refreshed or to be restored. The, the word restoration is all throughout the scripture over and over and over again. And it's there because we find ourselves today in America wishing that we were restored and wishing that we were refreshed and renewed. And the problem is that we find ourselves wanting to place the, the goal of restoration or renewal or all these things on somebody or something, but only God can restore you back to the place that you need to be restored at. When you were born and when God, when God created all this thing, we were created, get this church, we were created in Eden, perfection. And because of voluntary transgression or because of voluntary sin, we find ourselves separated from God. And God wants to restore us back to Him. He wants to restore our marriages back to Him, our kids back to Him, our families back to Him, our hands, our arms, our legs, our bodies. He wants to restore our finances. He wants to restore it all back to Him. And we can't do that if we're going and ripping and running. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and foreigners living among you to be refreshed or to be restored. Verse 13, pay, pay close attention to all my instructions, church. I hope you're remaining. I hope you got the message on remaining. Be, be very, very, very close attention. Pay very close attention, he says, to these instructions. I find myself for the 21 days holding this book closer than I've ever held it. I'm so thankful for that. And I hope that this year I'll hold on to it closer. I told our, 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 our group yesterday that we prayed with, I, I, my, my first inclination or my first move to my cell phone in the morning times usually is some sort of social media or, or emails or life. And I found myself, I was talking to a guy in the lobby, he's kind of like to start in the morning reading the Bible. And I found myself in the 20 days, like the first app I opened to is the YouVersion app. You can't go wrong doing that, by the way. If you're going to reach for your phone, you ought to reach, you ought to go right to the Bible. It ought to go right to the Bible. I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. and sometimes I wake up because I'm like, uh, God wakes me up. But the verse of the day says, give your burdens to the God and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. I needed that word. I have someone in my life right now who is a, who's offended by me. I've forgiven. I've tried to love. I've tried to restore. And God just said, wake you up. And this is what God woke me up for. I want you just to pray for them. I got on my car today. I started driving. God said, hey, pray for them again. Just keep on praying for them. I'm going to restore broken things. I'm going to restore things that need to be fixed. And I'm so thankful that he does that. I want to pay close instruction to God's word. And the word that God gave me today was give your burdens to God. Give your burdens to God. You must not call on the name of any other gods. Do not even speak their names. I want to give you a few things I think this morning that God wants to give you today. The Bible, the Bible is clear about this word restoration. I want you to know today that Jesus wants to do a restoration work in your life. My father-in-law just started a brand new business. It's a restoration business. I like restoration business because they take broken things. I used to love that show, Extreme Makeover. I love that. Move that bus. Move that bus. 
what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I would be, I'm on my front, I'm on my couch, I'm like, boom, that was back in the day when you couldn't record things, you had to watch it live and in person. None of y'all know what that is anymore. There was no on demand. It was called set a timer and show up. I think that was actually before cell phones. All right, too far? <laughs> I would set an alarm, like my, our show's on Monday night, Thursday night. Jesus wants to do a restoration work in your life. Last week, God woke me up at 5 a.m. He gave me this word restoration. He gave me through the He gave me this word restoration through 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. The Bible says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after, so after, so after you have suffered a little while. Come on, anybody suffering right now? Anybody going through a season which they wish that God would pull them out of? I know that I, I've been in that season. The Bible says, after a little while, He will restore, He will support, and He will strengthen you, and He will place you on a firm foundation. I'm so thankful that God plants us on firm foundation. The Bible says there's a man, and he built a house. And if you build your house on a sand, it will wash away. And if you build your house on a thin foundation, it won't last. But if you build your house, if you build your life, if you build your marriage, if you build your family, if you build your kids, mom and dad, on a thick foundation, it will last forever. God wants to do a restoration work in your life. He wants to do a restoration work. He wants to support you. He wants to strengthen you. My uncle's here. I've mentioned him a lot because he's here and he's a, he's a landscaper. When you put these plants in, not these ones, but when you, when you put in some big plants, you got to put some s straps on there. And you got to put one on this side and one on this side and one on this side. And you got to strap it so that it goes in there. If you put in big palm trees that are 20 feet tall, there's no roots yet. But if you put some, 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 some supports on there, if you put some supports on there, see how I preach with caffeine? I make God's telling me, let the caffeine go. He might be calling me to release it again. I don't think he is. You got to put some supports on that thing. And what happens is, with those palm trees, they can, if they, if they grow in deep enough, you will see them when the hurricanes come. They will bend. Come on, this is a word for somebody. They will bend, but they won't break. God wants to support you. He wants to do a restoration work in your life. He wants to do a restoration work. Here's the second thing. Oh, let me, let me show you. Let me show you a trick that I learned this week. The reason, the, the place I got Take Back Your Life is I, I listened to an audiobook that one of my pastors recommended to me. And he taught me something today that's going to be awkward for you. And I think maybe it may be good for someone here today. But I learned in the book the art of the 60-second pause. So get ready for awkwardness and the keys will stop. Now... Come on, it feels like an eternity. 
That's the art of the 60-second pause. It will change your life. I found myself in these seasons just saying, God, I'm just going to take a moment. I'm just going to take a moment. John Eldridge wrote that book if you want to buy it. It's awesome. You're going to take a, you're gonna take some pauses in your life. And I, my prayer is this, that the 60-second pauses will turn into longer pauses. We're not made to run as fast as we're running, church. You guys are trying to live life at the speed of your smartphone, and it is impossible. We can't stay up. It, it's faster than us. We, are not, we weren't made to maximize every moment, every day. I wrote this down in my notes. Don't maximize your Monday through Friday so much that you minimize your Sunday. We walk into Sunday mornings already spent. I had this vision today, and that, that 60 seconds was long. I had this vision of, my, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a climactic ending of this message where I was outside, and I ran in the building, and I was so excited for Sunday morning, and I sat on the front row, and I opened it up, and I was so ready. We maximize our Monday through Saturday that we walk into Sunday like we don't want to serve, we don't want to give, we don't want to help, we don't want to be in a group because we're so busy Monday through Saturday, but something incredible is happening on Sundays. If we can catch the Sunday, it can catch on to the rest of our week. We got to lean in. I, I envision a church where people are like, man, I'm so excited it's Sunday. I'm so thankful it's Sunday. I'm so thankful that I ran into that family on Saturday night because when you serve with them, you laugh and you smile. And usually it's at Tyson's expense, but I ran into them. I'm so, I'm looking, I dream of a church people come and say, man, I can't wait to give because I know when I give at my church, we build bunk beds for kids who sleep on the floor. We help build, we help build homes in the middle of the worst place of our city where the most poverty is, where the most crime happens, right across Highway 50. When we give at our church, we help Help homeless people who are hungry and who are thirsty and when we do that we're being like Jesus because when he says when you saw me hungry and when you saw me thirsty and when you saw me cold and we provided I want to be part of a church we come man when I give we give gifts to teachers at Maxie Elementary who have given their life to pour into the next generation I envision a church like that we're so excited for Sunday I can't wait to get there on Saturday. Man, I love putting up the pipe and drink. I love wiping these chairs down. I got to be here this morning before nobody else got here. I got to wipe down some chairs. I love wiping down chairs. I dream of chairs. We can't wait to get here. We actually, I, I've been telling some of our team, like, man, I'm just, we're praying for buildings. They don't even have our name on it, but we believe God may have a, a, a building for us. And we drive by a space last night. I, I, I know Diana saw it, but there's this nightclub right by our house. I would love to have church in a nightclub. Come on, somebody, because God can redeem anything. I want it to be like a little bit of Jesus. Jesus and a little bit of raunchiness combined, you know what I'm saying? Like I just, I believe that God wants to redeem what happened in this nightclub for all these years. I believe God wants to redeem it for us. I don't know. Last night was the once or twice a month where they pack in there. Lights were on. I just believe something incredible can happen in spaces where the opposite of what God has in store happen at. And so I just believe that, man, we could be a church. I wrote in my notes today that we got to, we, God's called us, the church, if he's out of force, that we're called to encourage and equip. It's hard to, for us to encourage and equip if you guys don't get on a team. It's hard for us to encourage and equip if we don't get in a community. It's hard for us to encourage and equip if we're not here. It's hard for us to do that. Which is probably why we lose sleep, why you guys get so frustrated, why you're running around screaming, because I want to get you here so we can encourage and equip you, because I want to get to heaven. And God said, hey, you did a really good job at encouraging and equipping people. Well done, that good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few small things. Come on in. We got to encourage and equip you guys. Here's what I want you to know. That you, restoration, it happens inside of community. Restoration happens inside 
of community. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You want to be healed? Tell somebody you're struggling. You ain't going to do that on Sunday morning. I mean, you might. Pastor West, can you pray for me? Yeah, I'd love to pray for you. But I would much rather love to get you in a circle of people who can carry your burdens with you. Dinah said it to you today, like, she's carrying burdens. I'm like, I'm so proud of you for stepping into that. Because if we aren't completely honest with you, church, got no problem doing this with you. I wouldn't step into some of the stuff she steps into. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Lots. But I, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I need more margin in my life. Like, I, I wouldn't give that many hours to that. And I wouldn't give that many hours to that. I would, I would place margin inside of that. I would, I would place margin in, in, in there and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. But I believe restoration happens in community. And the people that you're going to see on the screen, they believe that restoration happens also in community. Hi, my name is Jessica Massey, and I attended the Young Adults Community Group. My name is Sarah Bowling, and I was involved in two community groups this season. This was my first community group season. I'm Lance Bowling. Started community groups. Um, it was uh, fall of 2020. Community groups offers a place to just feel like you belong um, with like-minded people who are kind of on the same journey or in a similar season that you might be in. I love coming together, sharing and listening to stories, encouraging one another while learning about Jesus and the Bible. One fun memory that stands out from this season's community groups was um, it was not a Monday night that we were planned to have group, but Wes and Diana put out an email to us to see if we all wanted to meet for dinner. and. We all met at Tijuana Flats and it was a time to just sit and laugh. I love the relationships that have blossomed as a result of community groups. And I love that I am on this journey with others towards spiritual growth. My favorite part about community group, I think, is Diana Beecham's food. It's always just the best experience ever. I just like to hear the people's stories. I mean, really, yeah. so it was, it's awesome, you know? So it was a really, really great experience. We learned a lot. I love the fellowship. Time where we can just bond and, and all be together. And then, of course, we spend time in God's Word and challenges us and grows us and just makes us better. You can meet new people and experience their stories and, and, and their journeys, and, and you learn a lot and grow a lot from it. I can remember going to community group and them telling us that we were going to play around the world ping pong. So here we are running around a table hitting a ping pong ball and just thinking that we are in the Olympics. It was awesome. If you are looking to join community groups, I highly recommend it. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in, whether you're single or married, there are lots of opportunities for everybody, depending on what you're looking for. It was just, it's, it's a great experience. Community groups give you a sense of belonging, sense of purpose, and finding freedom. That's what it's about. Or if you're just looking for a place to have good people surrounding you and encouraging you and helping you just do life because we can't do life alone. And so that's what Community Group is all about. Hey, we believe with all of our heart that restoration happens inside of community. I'm looking around this room today. Some of the best moments of this church for me as a, as a leader of this church is in, is in Robin Amy Garman's house. I'm so thankful for the moments that I've got to be in their house meeting them and the dinners and all that being in a group of Josh and Kelly's house. If I wouldn't have been in a group of Josh and Kelly's house, I would have never met 
my B, and I'm so thankful that I got to meet her. And because I met her, I, I kind of feel like I got to help seal the deal on that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she might have came because of you guys, but I feel like I like, I feel like I, I feel like I hooked it for you guys. You know, like they brought in the they brought in the closer on that deal. I'm so thankful that I got to meet you. And if it wasn't for that, and um, I got couples in my that have been in my house. Um, the McGees were group leader were in my house. Praise God, we kicked them out and let them go out and lead their own group. And there are people in our church, and I believe with all my heart, and these people are in the room today, they're only at Hope Church today because of people like the McGee's. That's why they're here. The people walked in, and he goes, hey, you guys look like us. You look similar like us. And we want to invite you to be part of the story with us, and we want you to be part of the journey. If you're looking to get pregnant, join that group because everyone that goes to that group, they get, they get pregnant by their spouses, obviously. But, like, they just, there's something... There's something that happens in the house. We actually shut that group down this year because we weren't ready for nursery workers. Like, we need you to give us a chance to build up a build up the dream team first. Let's get through the next series. And, and they're here, there's people in our church today, they're here because of that family. And that family came to this church less, a little, little less than two years ago. They walked in great with child. And they just, they came and just like, hey, we're going to give church a try. And a uh, wife saying, gosh, I hope, this, I hope this church works for my husband. I hope this church works for my husband. And who would have known? It works for him. He serves every week on our dream team. He's on Saturday. He's here on Saturday nights. He's here on Sunday mornings. Open up his house. I don't know how, I think she likes the, I think she likes the group because every time a group season happens, she makes them do something else to the house. They've almost got a brand new house. Come on, like, they got the roof, they got the new cabinets, they got the countertops, they got the paint. Like, ladies in here today, if you want your house fixed up, I'm just going to tell you, start a community group. It's just something happens. It really helps light that fire, you know what I'm saying? Some of the best relationships I have met are, have been in groups. I've been in groups with, with Debbie and Steve. Some of the closest, some of the people that I just, since day, they've been around since day one. Danielle, I've never been in a group with you, Danielle, but Danielle is leading her first community group this season. So thankful. So, so, so thankful. And here, you know what we, all of our group leaders know? Matt and Whitney said in my, Matt and Whitney, you're another good example. Whitney's like, I hope my husband likes the church. I hope my husband likes the church. I hope my husband likes the church. He comes to the church, and believe it or not, he likes it. He likes it. It came one week. The very next day, I went out and sat in his boat. He coaches world champion water ski to sit in his boat for a couple of hours, and He's such a deal closer. He had me up. He had me on a ski. On he had me up on one ski. Just with fear and trepidation. Just God, if you're up there. One time he pulled me on that boat. I never came out of the water, but I was not letting go of that rope. Daddy didn't raise no sissy. You know what I'm saying? I was drowning. Hypothermia, not too far, but I, I'm so like. He's like, hey, when you feel yourself touching the bottom of the lake, just let go of the rope. I'm like, you should have said that. <laughs> You should have said that. Can, can you, I got just a little more water in me. I'm so thankful. So my closest relationships are, have been through groups. If you're here today, I want to let you know the best part of the, of the church, it's, it's arguably the, the worship, but groups is, is, is second or above it. In my mind, it's groups and worship, and then it's the teaching. Unless we have guest preachers, then, then, it's, then it's another order. But I just really feel like our groups last year or this past season, we had 150-something adults in our groups. We've only got 220-something adults that come that call it Hope Church Home. So a huge population of our people are in a group. It's the best part of our church. So you have a paper that looks like this. The call to action today is to join our group. And if we don't seal the deal this week, we're going to bring in some ringers for next week. And we're going to try to seal the deal next week. But we want to invite you to join our group on this, on this group here. 
Rachel and Phil are going to be leading a group. They're brand new group leaders. We have six new group leaders. They're going to be going through a book study called Freedom. You've heard me mention it. We talked about it in, in November. And I believe that one of the words that God is, wants to be in this house is the word freedom. And here's what I've, I've said this. There's a lot of people that you guys, you're here, you're saved, but you're still in bondage in a few areas of your life. And this is not free counseling. If you need counseling, we'll help you get that. But this is just to help you identify some things in your life that maybe that, that the Holy Spirit can help draw out. So there's things that you need to be free from. And, and so I, I want to encourage you. I, I, I'm, on my prayer is that this is the highest attended group this season. That's my prayer. We already have a backup. We already have a backup um, group leaders for this, for this group. I'm hoping we max it out. Right now it's one, but we've already got backups. And I just believe that I'm, I'm, praying, for, I'm praying and believing for a reproduction of this group before this group even launches. You ought to hop in it. Dave and Don are on the east side for all of our people who helped launch this, this church and that drive 40 minutes from the east side of town to come be a part of this church. And people who live there that come over here, Wes and Diana, don't go to that group. Um, the, apparently the food's good. Nothing about Pastor Wes's teaching, nothing about the, the community. The food is good in that group. You will grow physically and you will grow spiritually. Rachel and Phil, Chantel and Craig. Oh, there's a group on here called the Adventure Group. Like, I don't know what that is. I just saw it. <laughs> I'm interested. I don't know. I'm like, can I be in another group? You'll see my name there on a few times. I might hop in that group. Nelson and Jenny, this is a group that I hope, it, it can't max out because it's virtual. But I hope you'll jump in this group. It's, it'll help you figure out what your spiritual gift is. Someone commented uh, last week on one of our threads, like, I don't know my spiritual gift. We want to help you know what that is because God's given you a spiritual gift. We want to help you find it so that you can use it. You can use it. Danielle has the gift of teaching. I never knew that. I, she's leading a group. Nelson says she can teach. I'm like, well, she must have the gift of teaching. And so I'm so thankful uh, for her leading that group, opening up her home. When you open up, when you, when you have a hope, when you host a home, you got to clean extra. It's miserable, but it's awesome too. Sarah and Lance are going to have a, a group right in downtown Winter Garden. Ryan Clappin. We'll let anybody lead a community group. Come on, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Debbie Andrews. Faithful, Giselle Janney is going to have a virtual group. It's going to be awesome. Um, Danielle Heberly, Maggie Bell is going to be in a group. You can't go wrong being in a group with Maggie Bell. Weston Diana Beecham. We got our married virtual group. You all ought to sign up for that married virtual group. Here's what COVID-19 has showed us. When uh, bad things happen on the rapids and you get on the Okoe River up in the northeast and you do the whitewater rafting, when bad things happen, people drown, they have to put a dam up and it stops the water. And then once the water's gone, then they, then they get the body out of there. What COVID-19 has done is drain the water out of our lives and we're now able to see what's at the bottom. And so if, if your marriage is healthy during COVID-19, it probably stayed healthy through COVID-19. But if it wasn't healthy, it has revealed some things. Gosh, I just didn't know. I didn't know. And, and, and it revealed things for Diana and I. It revealed something for Diana. And we're so thankful that God revealed them so we can able to get help and, and God began to heal some of those wounds that we didn't know uh, that we had or some of the things that we just weren't hitting on all cylinders. I, I'm doing a men's group in the morning and at night. I'm going to be, um, I've already conned Nelson in to help me with the night one. It's going to be awesome. He's here today. If I don't look up, hopefully he won't shake his head No. Um, Diana's going to be leading a group. You can't go wrong being around her. Maggie's leading another group, apparently. And then Gabe Jivalisco, if you're in that 25 and up range, um, he's leading that. Ryan is leading that 24 to 18. So 
we've got a college, and then we've got this career group. And we used to pray that we would have enough people to come to a group with 18 to 25. Um, but we've now got this 25 to 30-ish, young 30s. Don't try to sneak in there if you're old 30s like me. I'm 38. It's not for me. It's not for you. Young. We've got single groups. We've got married groups. So if you've got your phone right now, just open up a browser. I think that's what they're called. And just type in hopewintergarden.com on your phone. If you're like, I don't bring a phone to church. I'm here to pay attention to the word of God. We'll catch up with the times. <laughs> we all got them. And then um, if you're obviously, if you're watching from home, there's already a tab that says it. But if you're not watching from home, there's a little button right there, three buttons. You scroll down and click on groups. And once you click on groups, all the groups auto-populate there. And you'll see the 18 groups that are there. And they're there. And when you leave today, when you walk out of the space today, outside there's a table with balloons. In the building, um, there's a table with balloons. You're like, well, they weren't there before. You, well, you won't miss them now when you leave. And you can ask any questions to a few of our group leaders that are going to be there. Get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, if we pray, to our, we pray with our brothers and we confess our sins to our brothers, then you can be healed. And we believe that freedom happens inside of groups. We believe you can learn your spiritual grip. We believe you can find freedom. We believe you can find people just like you in our church that you can have friends with. People now come to our church and they actually now have somebody to sit next to. That they never, they never had. It came like, I don't want anybody to sit with you. But because of a group, and once you get there once, the people are pretty normal. They're pretty easygoing. I know it's going to take a lot of courage for you guys to take that first step. Some of you guys haven't been in a group in a season or two. It's time to take that step back in there. And, um, Let's let restoration happen. Let's let restoration happen. Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for groups. We're so thankful for every group leader. We're so thankful for every single person that's going to hop in a group or for the people that are struggling with what group to get into. I pray you let them know, like, it's just, it's for them. Like, groups are for everybody. Church is for everybody. Lost, broken, mended, whole, like everything in between. Red, yellow, black, and white. Far right, far left. Far dark, far light. Far rich, far poor. Groups are for everybody, God. We want to find ourselves just rubbing elbows with people. Like, let, Lord, let us help join in on the journey with some people. Let's help us just to, to figure out this unity thing. If we can be unified, Lord, I believe this. If we can be unified in our churches, then we can be unified in our workspaces, in our community, in our city, in our nation. Lord, may a ripple effect happen because of the groups that are started here at this church, because of the relationships that are happening at this church. We're so, so, so thankful for what you're going to do. We're declaring victory for a lot of people in this season. We're declaring breakthrough. We're, we're declaring what happened in the last 21 days. And we're declaring it's going to continue in the next 21 days. The next 21 weeks, like Nelson said. The next 21 years of our life until we get to heaven. Lord, may you keep on reviving us. May you keep on restoring us. Lord, thank you for what you've done in this season. Continue to work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, you guys, when you walk out there, you'll see tables. If you have any questions, see a group leader out there. If you have any questions about group, don't be afraid to email us. Everything's online. Ask questions. There's a group for everybody. And we're going to have a good, good, good season. We love you guys. Stand to your feet. Wave at the person next to you with your mask on, preferably. And we'll see you guys next Sunday. Have you read the news? There is nothing.